This is The Gemara Goes Green. I'm Davi Frank. Today we'll be learning Herod from Tanit Davkaf. And welcome back to The Gemara Goes Green. Today we're going to be looking at Tanit Davkaf, which elaborates many of the laws mentioned in the Mishnah by using mostly stories. The first idea I'd like to discuss is found in the first few lines of Yamud, in a story which Nachimun essentially borrows water from a master in order to feed people going down from Aliyah Regal, going up, actually, I should say, and promises to return it to him by a certain date, or else he must pay a large sum of money. In order to ask God for rain, Akdimon prays, so he says, Master of the universe, it's revealed and known that that I didn't do this in order for my honor. I did this in order for, um, my, I didn't do this for, for my father's house's honor, but rather I did it for your honor. Um, so that people would be able to drink on their way for Aliyah Regal. Immediately, the the the, the skies open up with clouds, and rain starts to call, fall until um, the until twelve rivers, the amount that he was supposed to pay, had filled up, um, and so much so that they were overflowed. In order to succeed, we need to constantly put into perspective why we are acting and living a life focused on saving the environment. We must make sure this is not for ourselves or for our community alone. We are praying that these people survive in order to continue the divine presence in this world through human survival, or in this context, through Ali Alarega. Humans are all given many gifts, especially geared and uh, especially geared to revealing the divinity in the world. And in order to continue doing so, we need the climate to cooperate. We must pray for the betterment of the people, for the betterment of God, also understood as the betterment of nature itself in order to really achieve success. The second idea I'd like to discuss is something we've already really discussed a few times in this podcast, but puts out the idea in a much more simple way here, um, as it says in the name of Rabbi So essentially, somebody should never put, stand in a place of danger and say I'm gonna I, I'm gonna um, rely on a miracle to happen, um, and and I'll escape unharmed. As essentially, because there's a very big fear that a miracle might not actually happen, um, and so essentially, if you say that um, a miracle will be performed for yourself, then actually um, they're gonna then actually that will be deducted from his merits, from the good deeds that that person has already, has already um, built up, as, um, as they say in the Pasuk. So katonti literally just means I become small, meaning more like I'm humbled, but here in this context is saying I become small from of all the good things that you've done for me, aka um, I, my merits are going lower based on the amount of good that you've done for me. Um, if I'm relying too much on a, on a on a miracle, we cannot be content with what we have done 
and then rely on miracles to do the rest. We must continue to work, because if we don't, the passivity of waiting for change will effectively cancel out all of the good we've been trying so hard to produce. In order to ensure that our work will not be for naught, the good that we've been producing for so long will not be for naught, we must make sure to, to stick that hammer in the coffin and finish the job of the good work that we've been doing in order to achieve great term success and not rely on the miracle to do that for us. The last idea I'd like to discuss comes after a discussion which tells a story about Rav Yehuna, about how Rav Yehuna used to buy vegetables from the Shuk on Friday before Shabbat, and then just throw them directly in the river. The Gemara first asks why he didn't give it to the poor, to which the Gemara basically answers that then they would be solely reliant on him for their food. The Gemara then asks why wouldn't he feed it to the animals, but the Gemara says that human food shouldn't be fed to animals, which Although it relates to animal welfare, um, which is inherently connected to climate crisis, it is not the line which I'd like to discuss today. Um, the last question of the Gemara in this action of Rav Huna goes as follows. Um, so why, meaning he, he just shouldn't have purchased them at all if he was just going to waste them and throw them into a, um, throw them into a river. Um, so then the Gemara answers, um, So it's essentially saying that if, if nothing was done, um, then, then actually, that these these leftover vegetables would be a stumbling block in the future. Would hurt the other people in the future. Essentially, saying that if you were not to purchase them now, then the store owners would understand that there were less, fewer fewer products sold, and would supply fewer products the next week. But essentially, because Rafuna cared about amount of supply in order to make sure that everybody had enough food for Shabbat, then um, so he bought all of it and just threw it out. Um, well. As environmentalists, we must protest Rabbi Huna's decision to throw out perfectly good food into a water source. The same logic that the Gemara uses here to justify his decision, that if not as much is sold, then not as much should be supplied the next time, is exactly the type of logic those who care about the environment must embrace. We think to ourselves, especially in very routine purchases, that our purchases don't matter. The products we use don't matter, as the supply will be the same if one person buys a pack of plastic plates or not or the supply of meat at a given restaurant or dining hall will be the same, if regardless of whether or not one individual eats it. This exact logic is what the Gemara is discussing, with the fact that with fewer purchases, there will be fewer supplies being sold. While the Gemara may be thinking small-scale as opposed to huge corporate, uh, corporations and operations, we must have the mindset of the individual working within the collective. That is to say that your decision is not only marginal. It affects the rest of the consumers as well. If you decide to use plastic cutlery or eat meat, you are thereby saying that it is okay in your book, and thus allowing for other environmentalists to, to, do, to do the same. However, if every vegan were to start eating meat suddenly, or every environmentalist were to start using um, one single-use plastic cutlery, the increase in production would increase drastically. That is why the individual must take the responsibility and, um, on the collective and understand that their purchases and products they consume have a significant effect on the large-scale um, or corporations and operations. Chagarim Sameach, and see you all tomorrow for Daf Kafalif.